It's a beautiful day in this neighborhood, a beautiful day for a neighbor. Would you be mine? Could you be mine? It's a neighborly day in this beauty wood, a neighborly day for a beauty. Would you be mine? Could you be mine? I have always wanted to have a neighbor just like this. Billy Gamers Companion Podcast for the week of August 24th, uh, 2018. Uh, this is episode number 148. Uh, we are coming to you live on the Old Games Radio Network. Uh, we are live every Friday from 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Uh, if you want to chat and interact with us on the show, you can by joining the live chat at oldgames.com forward slash live. Uh, the live chat, uh, a.k.a. Discord, is always lit, as the young people say. Uh, so even if there's no live show, there's always someone here to talk about stuff. I'm your host, Yasaraja, a.k.a. Icon Boy, on Xbox Live and PlayStation Nation. Uh, this is probably going to be a very short uh, short uh, episode of the podcast. Uh, of course, many of you people know that we are um, in Japan right now. Um, and uh, just thought uh, it's like 7 in the morning on Saturday here. Um, these guys, we all kind of went out last night. Um, but some people got a little bit more drunk than others. So they're sleeping in, sleeping it off. Um, I know we had kind of big, we were very enthusiastic about making sure that we got up and did the podcast live. Uh, but unfortunately, those kinds of stuff, just it just doesn't work. Um, I want to thank everyone, whoever's in the chat, joining us live, listening to the show. Thank you as always. And please let me know if you can hear me or if you can't, if I need to adjust anything, uh, because I don't have headphones, uh, so I don't have any feedback on. Um, I don't have any feedback on on what the podcast even sounds like right now. Um, I can just see that the levels are going up and down as I talk. So it's got to be doing something. Um, just give me one second here. I just want to catch up on the chat. Uh, oh, you know what? I screwed up the... Uh, give me a second. I'll be right back. Give me one second. All right, there you go. Sorry, I screwed up a setting. I needed to go back and fix it, but I'm back. I'm just going to look through the uh, chat real quick. Tire cloth. So the way that the setup right now is um, I just I took out my Surface Pro. Uh, it has the caster information already in there, so it's easy to connect. Uh, but because I, yeah, like I, do, I don't have an external mic, I'm using the mic that's built into the laptop. Not very good quality, I, I think. Um, and then also the intro, I just I played it through the speakers. <laughs> Um, yeah, there's only so much that we can do with just a laptop these days. Um, so, 
uh, why are we in Japan? Um, you know, for years, I think me and my friends uh, have always wanted to go to Japan. Uh, we love uh, anime. We love video games. You know, games were like the games that we love. Um, you know, from Nintendo uh, and the NES and the Genesis and all that stuff back in the day. It all kind of originated here, right? Um, so there's just uh, so much culture and history. Um, and everything we love here and we've always wanted to go for years and years and I remember about five or six months ago um, you know we all got together and we just floated the idea it was pretty crazy hey why don't we all just you know let's go to Japan you know so for, for four or five months we just were preparing saving up money and doing what we could to to make this uh, trip happen um, and so here we are and it's pretty crazy uh, culture shock wise like so so different from North America. I know a lot of you guys live in the states. I, you know, we live in Canada, um, and uh, you know, for the most part, I feel like I love Canada. I think it's the greatest country in the world. But I'm sure that you guys also think America is the greatest country in the world. I think everybody feels like where they probably live or where they're happy is probably the best place in the world. Um, but you, it's it's crazy. This place is it, pretty intense on on so many different levels. Um, they're, I just have this feeling like they have this sort of collective national pride, I would say, in everything that they do. Um, you know, I, I haven't come across a single person that wasn't, that wasn't like not happy really. Even like the most menial tasks, the, you know, the people that have the jobs at McDonald's or the, you know, cleaning jobs, stuff like that. No one had a frown. No one was upset. Um, and I think it comes from this pride in that people um, feel like over here there's a, there's a stigma attached to social stigma attached to not going along with society, not having honor. Look, at the end of the day, I feel like the Japanese they uh, they have this they have this understanding that no matter what you do in life, you pick that thing that you do, and then you just try and become the best at it or you try to do your best at it um, and this carries through everything that they do uh, everything here has a simplicity to it but at the same time it's been engineered thought out no one makes mistakes products don't I've noticed a lot of things even something like basic like like an egg salad sandwich from 7-eleven you know they don't cut any corners you know when I'm back at home if you buy a sandwich um, the front is displayed but you, if you open the sandwich, only half of it is like, you know, um, filled with the stuff. And over here, they don't do those kinds of things. I think they put their own reputation and quality of the product ahead of everything else. Um, and it, it just it makes everything like a, so much like a great, great experience. I think a lot of being a consumer here is, is that there's a big, there's, I think there's emphasis on customer service and getting the best product um, and I, I just I don't have any complaints and I think it's crazy that they have vending machines basically on every street corner you can't go 10 feet without seeing a vending machine and none of these vending machines are vandalized there's no garbage on the street like I was looking around um, and, and and the funny thing is that like I'm not like a litter bug like I don't throw garbage at home um, you know, out on the street, um, and but the feeling is the feeling of guilt of throwing garbage on the street is so much more here. 
Um, you know, you have like a can in your hand and it's so clean, you're compelled to hold on to that can until you find a garbage can. And that's the other weird thing is that it's so clean here, but it's hard to find garbage cans out and about. Like I walked blocks and blocks with an empty can once, um, just trying to find a garbage can. Uh, it's pretty crazy. So it's a great, I think it's it's been a great experience. A lot of people told me, hey, when you go to Japan, you're not going to want to come back. And I got to say, like, I, I totally agree with that. And I don't know if maybe it's like I'm a little antisocial or enjoy the idea of uh, being in a society where people don't go out of their way to bother you. Like, they just leave you alone. You know, you're just, I'm like taking in the sights. I just want to, you know, be my myself or like go out and eat and be my myself. Uh, you know, put on some headphones, listen to some music and walk around. You know, obviously I'm with my friends, but at times like this, it's like, they're, they're, I don't know if it's the jet lag or not, but there are times that I wake up at three or four in the morning and everybody's asleep and I'm like, I'm just going to go out and, you know, go for a walk or whatever. And, and it's nice. And I feel safe. Like, it's crazy that I feel safe. I have all my money, my passport, everything with me. And I've never had the feeling that, uh, that I was in danger or that someone was going to rob me or whatever. Uh, in fact, me and my friends, we, so I'll get, I go, I guess I'll go through the itinerary. We, we landed in Tokyo. Um, uh, I think it's Haneda, Haneda airport. Um, and we, as soon as we landed, I got the pocket Wi-Fi that I had reserved here. Um, I think it's a great price. Uh, it costs about $120 for basically unlimited internet, no matter where you go. Um, and, uh, it's LTE, so it's really, really fast, and it's and we get that rental for two weeks because we're in Japan for two weeks, and that thing has never gone down. It's never slowed down. It's way better service uh, than anything that we have in North America, or should I say, I should say specifically Canada, and uh, just very, very convenient. I, you know, I toss that thing in my backpack, and no matter where we are, like if there's five of us here, we're always constantly connected, uh, and just another layer of like feeling that safety. Of you know if we get like uh, if someone goes off and gets lost they can always go to our Japan chat and and just mess message us where we are out and about there's Wi-Fi everywhere as well um, so even if even if they're not connected to the pocket Wi-Fi um, we have the internet after that we uh, bought um, something called Japan Rail passes and what this does is it gives you basically unlimited uh, travel on all the bullet trains between cities uh, but then you can also use it on the uh, some some buses and subways within uh, cities like in Tokyo there are certain lines uh, train lines subways buses that you could just show your Japan rail pass and they'd let you on for free basically so it's unlimited rides it was pretty um, it was pretty uh, pricey at the time when we had bought it because I think we ended up paying almost $500 for the Japan rail pass for two weeks um, but coming here and realizing how much we end up using it, how much we um, are able to freely explore the city uh, without having to worry about, hey, how much money do I have on my on my pass or uh, what tickets do I have to get? Just stuff like that is, is awesome. And then also keep in mind, so we have a, a couple of legs to our journey on the trip. Um, so we we're, right now we're in Osaka and actually this is the second or th no, yeah, second night in Osaka. Uh, but the first three or four nights we were in Tokyo, downtown Tokyo. So we went from Tokyo to Osaka. And then I think in a couple of days we're going to go from Osaka to Hiroshima. Uh, then from Hiroshima to Kyoto. 
um, which is on the way back to Tokyo. And then finally, we'll be in Tokyo for what we're saying is called Tokyo 2, right? It's going to be the last leg of our journey through Japan. And just uh, the return trip, or not even the return trip, I think one way from Tokyo to Osaka is like 130 bucks. I think the round trip is something like 200. So imagine this, we have this lengthy train uh, endeavor uh, through five, basically five, four cities. And you're paying 500 for something I think we would pay probably if we were buying individual tickets round trip closer to $1,000. So for us, I or me personally, I think it's definitely, definitely worth it. And I recommend the Japan Rail Pass to anybody that's coming to Japan and plans on uh, going from city to city, definitely worth it. Maybe if you're staying just in Tokyo, and it might not be worth it, because I, I, I actually, even though you know we were going around unlimited travel, um, it's actually not that expensive for you know station to station travel within a city. So to, in Tokyo, for example, when you get on the train, uh, at one point, so when we got here, we didn't activate the Japan Rail Pass right away because if we did, the 14 days means that on the last day, we wouldn't have access to it to go back to the airport. We, we felt like that was pretty important. So we bought these Suica cards, which are basically just like a, like a you know, you, uh, you tap it and you put money on there, you tap it, and then uh, you get onto the subway and it subtracts the money based on how far you've gone in the stations. Uh, so, and I've noticed that, you know, you get on station, you go maybe a couple of stops, you get off and it was like a hundred yen, which is like a dollar. It's, it's not, it's not a lot of money. Um, so if the Japan Rail Pass is not worth it, if you're just doing that small travels here and there, uh, but for sure, overall going between cities, it's great. Um, <clears throat> We checked into the hotel there, and uh, it was a it was really nice. It was a really 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 nice swanky apartment. We stayed at a place called Hundred Stay uh, in Tokyo, and uh, just uh, you know living room. And then we had this awesome bedroom with four beds. There's five of us, and then a separate bedroom which was very like a traditional uh, Japanese kind of uh, bed bedroom where they didn't have a bed. It was just like um, like a mattress on the ground. And those really hollow uh, doors that you can open and close. Um, and then we had a bathroom with like the two sinks uh, and then attached to a shower. Uh, and you could separately lock the shower so that if people wanted to go in and brush their teeth while someone was showering, you could do that. And then on top of that, we had two separate toilets. And I know this is going to sound crazy, but even the shittiest toilets here are better than the any toilets we have in Canada. So, you know, heated seats, like it's no joke. Like the engineering on everything that the Japanese do is is, is incredible, it's incredible. Um, yeah, so we had a great stay in Tokyo, went out um, basically every night was like uh, drunken journeys through the city, uh, really messed up. I, I thought about, I was like, how do you, I wonder how people get uh, weed here, you know, I wonder how people smoke the Mary Jane, the marijuanas, and it's very strict uh, drug laws here, so, um, you know, if you were caught for possession, you could go to jail for like three years, they're very, very strict, almost to the point where, you know, if you're coming here and you're thinking about, hey, maybe I'll find someone on the street and try and pick up some, it's definitely not worth it, and the thing is, um, uh, 
you don't I really don't feel like you need to be in that mindset because um, Japan has like open uh, alcohol can laws uh, like where you can first of all you can buy uh, alcohol from any convenience store there are vending machines on the street that have alcohol um, and uh, 7-Elevens here have alcohol 7-Elevens here are awesome um, they're fat, what they consider fast food, I consider super, super quality food. Like I, I, I mentioned the sandwich, the, even the sandwiches just blew my mind better than any sandwich I've ever had in Canada from these stores. And the 7-Elevens, so there's a couple of different, there's 7-Eleven, Family Mart, Lawson, which are the different variety stores. And you can't go 10 feet without, uh, finding one of these stores. Very, very super convenient, almost as convenient as the vending machines. So, and also you're allowed to drink uh, openly anywhere. Um, so I think they're very free in that regards. Um, and I think that the reason for that is that um, I think that drinking sake and beer is seen more as a traditional um, pastime. Also, you can smoke anywhere uh, like regular cigarettes. Uh, so I found that, you know, if you're going to a club, um, you're allowed to smoke in there. At the end of the night, you're definitely going to leave and smell like smoke, uh, which kind of sucks. Uh, but I, I don't know. Like it, you know, watching people smoke outside, it doesn't really bother me. I never had a. I I was never really against people smoking even back home. I know they're putting really strict laws on where you can smoke these days, but I always felt like, hey, you know what? It's your body. It's not right for me to uh, complain. Uh, that oh we have we don't have very good drug laws or whatever and then turn around and say you can't smoke um, cigarettes I thought that was always very kind of hypocritical of me to say um, I'm sorry I'm going to take a look at the chat here Tired Claws asking uh, even better than the toilets in in your home yeah absolutely if I could and here's the thing I realize that uh, the toilets for the most part it's the bottom the bowl the porcelain part that is really the generic part the thing that makes the Japanese toilet stand out is the seat uh, and all the electronics within the seat and on the side or on the back, I feel like if you, you can just buy that piece and you can pretty much put it on any toilet and make any toilet a Japanese toilet. Um, and what's so great about these toilets is the seat is heated, but also, um, you know, when you've done your, when you've when taken a shit <laughs> and you need to wash your butt, uh, you press a button and the spray comes out and just an intense spray really, really cleans in there. I don't want to get too graphic, but uh, my God, it's incredible. And you can adjust the pressure. You can adjust the temperature. Um, I think just, I don't know, like everything they do is incredible. Like everything that they've engineered and created, there's so much simplicity in it. I've been to... Uh, other Asian countries, specifically Pakistan, just uh, going to tell you about the bath and the shower experience. Um, the shower, like they have a tub and then they have a shower head that is adjustable. And I noticed that, and my friends were all doing this as well, is that they would just shoot the, the shower down at like just at the ground and just stand in the middle of the bathroom and just, just take a shower. Because the way that they've engineered the showers here is that it all gets drained away uh, in, in a drain, uh, so you don't have to worry about like you know being constricted to just the the tub. You could be like just standing, like I said, in the middle of the bathroom, and everything gets drained super easy. Everything gets dry super quickly, and I like that idea of you know closing the door and having the the shower space just be its own area. Um, so yeah, that's really really cool stuff. 
another example of uh, you know feeling safe uh, in Japan. Uh, so when we went from Tokyo to Osaka, uh, it's a three-hour journey by bullet train. And that bullet train is no joke. That thing is going probably 300, 320 kilometers per hour. And super fast, really smooth. So smooth, in fact, that I could put my drink on the tray and it doesn't move at all. Super, super smooth. Engineering's crazy. The trains are on time almost to the second. I remember our train was supposed to leave at 12.03. It left at exactly 12.03. These guys do not fuck around with schedules. They're on time. And if they're if they're too early by a minute or two, they, they issue public apologies. This is, It's crazy. That's the level of dedication and customer service and, and having pride in one's product, pride in one's service, pride in one's job that we don't get pretty much anywhere else. Um, we got on the train and yeah, I just want to tell you guys an example of like feeling safe. I keep a sling bag with me and there's an inside pocket where I keep my money and my passport and everything. And so I hung it on the chair in front of me. Uh, and, uh, and, uh, you know, people were walking by back and forth and, you know, they would walk by my bag as it's hanging there. Once the train ride was over and we were getting off, I noticed that my zipper was open for my passport and my money and all that stuff the whole three hours. It was open and it was facing away from me. So anybody at any time could have easily, easily stolen everything from me. Nothing was missing. And that is a testament to um, the kindness I feel that people have here. Uh, the the honesty and the pride. Um, I, yeah, it's, it's just having a blast. Um, so, you know, we got to Osaka um, and... Um, I don't know. We uh, got to Osaka. We uh, got on the train. Uh, you know, when you have internet using Google Maps to get around, it makes everything super, super easy. Especially when you have like a constant connection to the internet. Um, really, really helpful. Easily found our way to the. This is not. This is also not like kind of a hotel. So the first place we st stayed at was an apartment, but is with it was within a like a really big fancy hotel. For our stay in Osaka, it's kind of like a like a like a one bedroom apartment um, with a couple of different beds and a living room, and it's awesome. Like even doing something simple like going to Seven Eleven and you know getting some sake and hanging out in the living room with my boys, uh, you know, talking and having a good time. Just simple stuff like that. It's really really enjoyable here. Um. I don't know, like that's it so far for the trip. Like we haven't done much beyond that. It's crazy to think that, you know, back home you were looking at the trip and thinking, oh, you know, we're going to go to those historical sites and all this. Then you get here and there's just definitely not enough time to see everything. I mean, we've gone around randomly walking around uh, through um, shopping areas and different districts and um Yesterday, yesterday we went into one of these. Finally, went into one of these hobby stores um, where they they sell these um, figures that you need to put together. And I've had my eye on um, a, a scale model DeLorean for a long time, but you know, back home I'm very restricted uh, money wise, right? Like I can get a model for like you know fifty, sixty dollars or whatever, and it's not even that great of a model. 
they sell really, really intricate model kits here. And the, the I got a model kit for a, a really tiny DeLorean for about 10 bucks, uh, which would normally be $30, $40. And then I got a bigger DeLorean that would have been upwards of $60. I got it for $20 here. Um, there's also these Dragon Ball figures. I'm not super into Dragon Ball, but some of them are so detailed and intricate. To me, they're almost like works of art. Uh, so something that would normally cost $120 back home. It's it's this awesome uh, model of Vegeta with his eyes closed sitting inside an open a Saiyan capsule pod like their ship. Very detailed. I got it for $30 here. Uh, something that would normally cost over $100 there. So we, we, we all got different models and stuff. Really awesome stuff. Um, and uh, I'm still looking for a Game Boy actually. So my plan was to come here and get like a, I'm talking about the original Game Boy because I, I I remember as a kid I had the original Game Boy, and uh, I I loved that thing. And I thought, hey, why not get why not get um, oh wow, someone tweeted on Twitter, All Games Radio. Wow. So thank you, whoever did that. All Games Radio just tweeted that we're live. Uh, thank you very much. Um, I forgot what I was saying. I lost my train of thought. <laughs> um, now it's just dead air. Sorry, I apologize. I got thrown off by that uh, by that tweet. Thank you, whoever sent out that tweet. Um, yeah, so... Uh, I mean, I guess that's it so far. As far as like things that we are trying to do here, uh, been to a couple clubs. Um, it's it's so you know. I'm married. I'm not gonna do anything, you know, weird. I love my wife, and I'm not. I would never think of doing that. But I'm with like four other single guys, so they wanted to go out and. And, and try and talk to girls or whatever. And I'm, I'm always down, like, down for them doing that stuff. That's not a problem. Uh, but I've, uh, I was like, hmm, if you don't get anything, I wonder what the situation is as far as, uh, you know, like a, like a red light district or something like that. So in Japan, um, prostitution is illegal. But they have these ways of getting around the laws so that they call them health clubs, quote-unquote health clubs. Uh, I know a lot of people out there are probably thinking, oh, yeah, you know, massages with happy endings, that kind of stuff. That stuff happens here too. But um, I, I just found it funny that, the, that, they, that they call it a health club and then you order like a, like a health course uh, where uh, the girl uh, comes to your apartment and uh, is like, oh, we're going to talk about health. And you do your deed and whatever. So, I, like, obviously, we haven't done any of this stuff. Uh, but I just found it interesting to, when, like, doing a little bit of research and finding out about it. Um, you know, because we were propositioned on the street many times. It was late at night. And, you know, you, you know, some some of the women just walk up to you and they, like, you know, uh, blowjob $35. Like, 3,500 yen, which is about $35. And... It's weird to see the juxtaposition of the strictness of Japan uh, in in their uh, packaging and in their uh, laws as far as, you know, no drugs, but you're allowed to drink. And then also this 
idea of the prostitution being illegal but openly done uh, and not really no one's really getting in trouble so I, I found that really really interesting um, like I said so we're in Osaka and uh, in a couple of days I, I don't know if it's a couple of days I think it might be tomorrow I'm just gonna take a look real quickly at my calendar here Flipping through it too quickly. Go back. Go back. All right, there we go. Yeah, so Osaka, we're here until t basically tomorrow. Because today is Saturday. So we have tonight, and then tomorrow morning we need to leave at about 10 a.m. We have tickets for the bullet train for Hiroshima, and we'll be in Hiroshima for basically three days. Um, and I've heard that there's not a, our stay in Hiroshima is not that long uh, because there's actually not a lot to do in Hiroshima once you've seen the historical sites. Um, and that's it. Uh, so after that, we're going to go to Kyoto. I heard the nightlife is pretty crazy in Kyoto. Uh, and then we're going to go back to Tokyo, uh, Tokyo too, and probably do some last minute shopping for friends and family back home. And then we'll, we'll come back to our normal lives in, in Japan. Um, I thought that, uh, you know, being with my friends uh, and, and living uh, together uh, for a few days, we'd get on each other's nerves. But, uh, man, I love it. Just uh, can't get enough. Uh, hang out with these guys. Love these guys. Uh, have fun. So much fun hanging out together, joking, ragging on each other constantly. Uh, it's, it's fun, you know. And I never had really had, like, roommates. So it's a really interesting new experience for me. Tarnclaw's asking Saturday. Well, that's right. You're one day in the future. That's right. So uh, I'm trying to think of ways that I can use my knowledge of the future to um, to gain on the stock market in the past. So when I go back to Toronto, I'm going to be going into the past. I'm going to use my knowledge of the future to become a millionaire. That's the plan. That's how I'm going to retire. Uh, if anybody in the chat has any questions specifically about Japan and our trip and our experience, uh, if you're wondering anything specific, please don't hesitate to, you know, add, add it to the t uh, the chat. Ask us. Go ahead. Um, I'm happy to answer. I think I hear someone walking around outside, but I'm I locked the door, closed the door. I'm sitting in the kitchen doing the podcast. Um, tiny tiny kitchen. Uh, I think that uh, oh, I'm really hungry. It's 7 in the morning, like I said. Actually, I think it's like 7.30 now. And uh, I think I might go out and have one of those uh, 7-Eleven egg salad sandwiches. Mm. Um, oh, something else. So uh, if they, they sell these, we've been calling it magic elixirs. It's this little bottle uh, of like, I don't know what it's, what's in it, like herbs and brutes and ginseng or whatever and apparently you drink this bottle and then you can drink the whole night and the next day you wake up and you're fine and that stuff apparently it works because these guys like have been drinking out of their minds and normally in Toronto I've seen these guys wake up drunk uh, like with bad hangovers and they're like the day is shot the day is like a complete write-off uh, but you know, these guys wake up the next day like totally like they weren't drinking the night before. So this stuff really, really works. And it's just really crazy that they, they got it here. 
Um, Tyrant Claw is asking, did you, got, did you go to any of the shops to find any games? Also, did you go to any Japanese arcades? Um, you'll be surprised, Tyrant Claw. Japanese arcades are kind of tough to find. Most of the most of the places that you think are, look, they're loud and they're, oh, they're arcades. They're actually gambling places. So, um, you know, they, they got the pachinko machines where you're, you know, um, gambling in that regards. But then, you know what else? They have these, uh, a lot of the Japanese arcades are replaced with these uh, places that have the claw games. And I'm talking about floor upon floor, just claw games uh, and super rigged, like, the other day, uh, we went into one, and uh, Brian was uh, trying to win this figure that he's wanted for a long time, and it's 100 yen per try for the claw game, and I think he went through uh, 20 tries, so about 2,000 yen. And the next day, we went to a figure store, and they had that same figure for 1,400 yen. So sometimes it, it doesn't make sense to try to win uh, one of these things when you can just walk down the street a lot of times and just pick it up and buy it. Um, I, I'm st we're still looking for Japanese arcades because my something on my bucket list is to go to a Japanese arcade and challenge uh, uh, a Japanese person to Street Fighter 2 and lose horribly. So that's on my bucket list, on my to-do list. Um, so it's not like we didn't see any arcades. Uh, obviously, we went to we had been to one or two arcades, uh, and it's yeah. I mean, it's pretty intense. It's a big place, loud people smoking, uh, and just generally enjoying themselves. And like I said, like with the open liquor laws, everybody's drinking in there as well, right? And there's lots of people stumbling around. You know, sometimes, you know, we're going home at like six in the, four in the morning. And uh, it's funny to see, I remember I was watching, I watch animes where um, people get drunk and then they're, they're, they're hanging from like light poles. And like that's exactly how it is like you walk around four in the morning and like you'll see drunk Japanese people hanging from light poles just like throwing up and hanging from light poles it's amazing how much of the their culture is is, is actually accurately captured in animes um, I think they really really value relationships and uh, they value like I said doing your best um, and uh, oh oh I forgot, totally forgot, like, one of the main reasons to come here, the food, is incredible. Uh, everywhere I go, um, it, you can't compare. So we've had ramen here several times, and even the most um, out-of-the-way back-alley ramen shop is better than the best ramen that I've had in Toronto, by far. And it's pretty cheap, like, a really big, nice bowl of ramen is, is about a 1,000 yen, which is about 10 bucks. Well worth it. Um, also like even the instant noodles that the instant ramen noodles that they have they have Michelin star ramen noodles so sometimes you know we would bring some ramen back home or back to the, the hotel and just keep it there and then you know when the mood strikes you just uh, put the kettle on and then make some of that and it's, it's even that's better than any ramen that I've had back at home uh, so oh, so good uh they have these, uh, a lot of the stores, uh, and I really like this, and I don't know how much, what that says about me maybe being antisocial. I don't want to think that I'm an antisocial person. I think that I enjoy talking to people and I'm outgoing or whatnot. But what I really liked is a lot of these places that you order stuff from, there'll be like a machine outside with the menu, and you just like put in the coins or, you know, bills, and you 
tap what you want to buy, uh, like a drink and like, uh, you know, a side order and then maybe like a ramen. And then it spits out these like little cards, printout cards. And then you go in and you, you sit down, you settle down, you settle in. And then the waitress or waiter will come up to you and they'll just take the cards from you. And you give the cards and, you know, you go, um, arigato gozaimasu, which is thank you very much. Uh, and uh, and then they just bring the bring the food to you, and uh, yeah. Oh, I've learned uh, several words. Not I don't feel like not enough to have any kind of a real conversation, but enough to um, at least interact with people on a very polite, passive level. Uh, like uh, you know, you're walking down the street, you bump into someone, you say. Um, sorry, uh, been doing that a lot, bumping into people. You want to get someone's attention, you need to order something, you need to get around them. You say, Sumimasen, which is excuse me. Um, and uh, yeah, just basic stuff like that. I've kind of uh, gotten through osmosis uh, from, you know, Anthony took a course, believe it or not, in Japan, Japanese, uh, and he knows a lot more words than us. So he's become kind of our Google translator. Uh, <laughs> That Google Translate app on the phone is really, really powerful, I got to tell you. So uh, I found myself having to do the laundry. Uh, so I went down to the laundromat and um, at home, it's very easy to do the laundry. You know, you put the detergent in the slot you put your clothes in and you literally just press a button and it does everything for you. Um, but here, there's process to everything, there's certain buttons you have to press, there's certain, you have to put the detergent in at a certain time. And I, so I went, I went to the laundromat downstairs and uh, I used Google Translate to translate all of the, all of the instructions on the laundromat to tell me exactly what to do. And I think I still screwed up because the light is supposed to turn on when, the, when you have to put the detergent, on, detergent in and the light never showed up. So I ended up washing my clothes without soap. <laughs> and, uh, and another thing is I'm such an idiot. I, if I had walked... Uh, further down into the laundromat there are these machines at the back so the machine i used was about two to three hundred yen which is about three bucks but the machines at the back are five hundred yen five dollars and then they say on them no detergent needed because the detergent and softener is built into those machines so you literally that's more like the machine i'm used to at home you throw your clothes in there you close the door you lock it uh, you put in your 500 yen, you press start, you walk away, you come back in 30 minutes to beautiful, fresh, beautiful smelling clothes, uh, clean, clean clothes. And uh, I thought that was awesome. Then you throw them in the dryer, you go out, there's a vending machine around the corner, you drink your espresso in the morning, you drink your cafe latte in the morning, and you're good. Um, so even stuff like that, very small things like that, I, I, I find very enjoyable. I don't know if a lot of it has to do with you know, I'm married and I have kids and uh, I don't really get to be by myself and I really enjoy my alone time. Uh, so I'm really, really uh, appreciating this time that I have alone where I, I don't have to worry about anybody else. I mean, I worry about my friends here, but for the most part, I'm just worried about myself and dealing with my own stuff. And, and it's, it's kind of freeing not to have to worry about, um, you know, uh, you know, making dinner for other people or, um, you know, taking taking my kids to the dentist or the doctors. I know it's very selfish for me saying this, but uh, I always feel like the grass is always greener on the other side. I'm sure that I'm bitching about this stuff, but I'm sure that there's probably single people out there who want to get married and have kids that look at my life and are like, oh man, I wish I had that. So, 
you know, to each their own. Uh, I'm trying to think of anything else I can kind of bring up. This is probably going to end up being a short show, probably an hour. So um, I can look at uh, gaming news. We can go through some gaming news. I've been out of the loop because even though I've had internet this whole time here, I don't have a drive to go out of my way to really look at um, the news in North America or gaming news or any of that stuff. You know, that also brings up another point. So we in North America, we're so inundated by the news there, politicians, politics, you know, Trump and his administration, all that shady shit going on every day. It's just, it's just, it's just forced down our throats. And then you, you leave. And you come to a place where none of that has any bearing here. Like people just kind of live their lives. And I think the majority of the world is, world is like that. They don't worry about U.S. politics or anything that's happening in the U.S. Stuff doesn't really affect them. They just live their lives and, you know, they just live stress-free. Uh, it's another reason that I kind of, um, I don't know what the word is. Um, I like about Japan. I love it. I love it. Uh, Tiger is asking if I shot any videos. Yes, I've been shooting uh, GoPro footage here and there, walking around, going to different stations. Oh, the second day that we were here, another thing off my bucket list, I've wanted to do this for a long time. We went go-karting in the streets of Tokyo, and that's not an exaggeration. We went on a tour of Tokyo in go-karts. I dressed up as Super Mario. Anthony dressed up as Princess Peach. We all had a plan to dress up as different characters. Once we got here, the other guys pussied out a little bit because they're like, oh, it's, it's really, really hot. It is really hot here. It's 30 degrees. But uh, I'm definitely going to definitely gonna own it, so to, sp so to speak. Uh, like being here, I want to go all out. So we had a great time go-karting. In fact, I want to try to see if I can find the picture of us dressed up. We stopped and our guide... Uh, took a picture of us. Uh, it's called Mari Kart, M-A-R-I, and I think it's actually not run by Japanese people. I think it's actually run by a bunch of, um, I think it's run by a bunch of uh, European guys. Uh, and they, they, I don't know, got a way of going, getting the city or whoever to let them do this, to agree to it or whatever. Uh, but it was so great. It was intense. Um, going through the streets. Uh, you still had to obey the, the traffic laws. So, you know, before we came, we got, we went to the CAA. We got international driving permits so that we could drive pretty much anywhere. And that's definitely necessary here. Uh, and it's awesome to see people, you know, just they're like, everybody's happy to see you. Like, we would stop at red lights and people would start waving at us and smiling and taking our pictures and it was really really fun uh, i'm trying to find uh, any kind of a picture just give me one second i really want to show you guys the picture of us uh in i think we were in costume and uh oh uh, i'm sorry for the dead air uh, we did a whole bunch of stuff. We met up with Anthony. He has a couple of friends here. Uh, we met up with them. I wonder how I can share this picture. I wonder if I can just copy and paste this link into the chat. All right, I'm going to copy and paste this link into the chat. And you guys let me know if you can actually see this picture. 
or what happens when you click on it. So that's us uh, in this picture. Um, and we stopped briefly um, while we were go-karting. We stopped and took this picture. Uh, and you know what? I'm going to actually, I'm going to see if I can um, post some, another picture then. Hold on a second. Uh, that I thought encompasses our trip here. Here's another picture. So we went to uh, this um, photo booth. Uh, Anthony's friend dragged us down there. I thought it was pretty s silly, uh, but we had a great time. This is the photo booth picture in there. Let's take a look at that. That was fun. Uh, and then what else did we do? Um, we have a picture. We have a, a video of the bullet train. Definitely want to try to post some of that stuff. Just funny ads all over the place. Oh, this is great. So uh, I went to something called, a store called Super Potato uh, in, I think this was in Osaka. And uh, let me see if there's a way to share this link. And then I just did kind of like a walkthrough of the store uh, just to show it off what the kind of stuff they have in there. I want to try to see if I can, I'm going to try to see if I can, uh, Ah, how do I do this? Shoot. How do I share this video that's on my Facebook? Damn it. Yeah, I'm only playing it over and over again. There it is. I think that's it. Share. Uh, send as message. No, that's not going to work. I want to share. Uh, this has been shared on your timeline already. Ugh. Anyways, oh, I really want to share this one video. I think it's a great video. So I apologize about the dead air. Let's go to. If I click on shit, save video, what'll happen? I don't know. I don't know. I just, I want to be able to go, if I can go straight to this post. Share. You know what, if, if whoever's listening, if you go to the All Games uh, Facebook page, I will share the video to the All Games Facebook page. That makes sense. Um, because the other pictures, I could click on the pictures and then that would bring up the individual post of that picture. Uh, and I can easily share that. But for some reason, doing the video, it's not, it's not working. So I'm going to share it real quickly to the allgames.com community. Facebook page. There we go. Alright, so that's a that's a video. It's a brief tour of uh, the super potato that we went to. There you go. Oh, and the chat. Uh, I pasted, I pasted, thank you very much, Tired Claw. Um, because I posted those uh, photos in um, the chat, but they didn't show up. I don't know, Tired, Tired Claw is in his magic. He's able to make them just show up in the chat. Uh, and that's us in the photo booth doing our thing. Uh, 
Oh, did you get the super potato one? Tire Club is uh, posting more stuff. Yeah, so, yeah, that go-karting was, uh, was awesome. Um, and I really don't think that we're going to do anything that's going to top that go-karting. Um, but definitely, I got lots of GoPro footage. Um, we were, I was wearing one, uh, a head strap with a GoPro. I have a GoPro uh, 3, which is fairly old, but it's able to do 1080p at 60 frames per second. Anthony and Gabe both have, uh, or they were using GoPro 6s. And they were recording 30 frames per second, but 4K. So I'm really interested to get back and look at that footage. Um, and then also just use all the footage that I, that I took in 1080p in the gold carts and just walk around Japan and edit that stuff for you guys uh, in like a quick video just as like an overall recap. Um, yeah, other than that, like I said, we're like, this is basically, we're only halfway through our trip. Uh, lots more to do, lots more to see. And um, I know that we're, we will be leaving basically, I think it'll end up being next Sunday. So um, there's going to be one more live episode of the Pop Ellie Gamers po podcast for you guys to listen to. Um, hopefully at that time, like these guys said, hey, wake us up to do the podcast. We don't mind. But like they just went to sleep literally an hour ago, two hours ago. I got a lot more sleep than these guys and I felt very guilty for um, wanting to wake them up. I feel like they should definitely get some sleep so that it doesn't affect uh, the overall trip and the enjoyment of the trip for these guys. But hopefully next week, um, maybe these guys will, be, will feel a little bit better and we'll have m more people on the podcast. Um, I'm, I'm thinking maybe I'll sign off in a couple of minutes, but actually, give me one second. I'm going to see if anybody is awake. I'm just going to run over there and see if anybody's awake and if anybody wants to join me on the podcast just for a couple minutes to give their thoughts so far. I'll be right back. Yeah, no, I don't think that's going to happen. Everybody's still uh, pretty out of it. Everybody's asleep. Um, so I might uh, sign off uh, and uh, go out and uh, get some breakfast for myself. I'll put on my headphones and uh, walk uh, walk the mean streets of Osaka looking for a 7-Eleven, uh, buy egg salad sandwich, and listen to some music. Um, yeah, just these small things. I think I'm going to remember this trip for the rest of my life. I think I'm going to appreciate this time that I had with my friends. Uh, because uh, for me personally, once I get back, uh, I'm going. I, so I, I don't know if you guys know this, but I am actually a student in school right now. I go to George Brown College, um, switching up careers. I was a graphic designer for many years before, uh, but I found that you know, it wasn't the money that I was looking for, and not the schedule I was looking for. You know, when you're trying to raise a family and you're married, so I went back to school for something called the hearing instrument specialist. You know, it's hearing aids and hearing testing. That sort of stuff. My my wife, they, she graduated from that like about a year ago, and she recently uh, passed her uh, exam. Uh, so big congratulations out to her. Um, I I was really sad that I couldn't be with her to celebrate her accomplishment. Um, so I was able, but I was able to send her some flowers. So she's gonna get some flowers tomorrow or the day after. Um, but yeah, it's a big deal for us. Uh, so once we get back, I'm gonna go back to school, finish up my last year. 
and then hopefully graduate and you know open up a clinic with my wife uh, and have our own business and it's just work 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 and take care of the kids and try to make a better life for them um, so I just feel like this was my last chance to uh, be able to just you know go off with some friends and have this adventure so I'm so uh, honored to be with these guys and so appreciative of these guys and appreciating just being in Japan and uh, just experiencing all this stuff and um, also just again I want to sh send a quick shout out to everybody in the chat whoever is listening uh, it means a lot to me that you guys listen to our show every week especially Tired Claw um, I'm getting all choked up really appreciate you buddy uh, oh, it looks like uh, Tireclaw has some quick news that he wants to bring up. Um, wow. Wow. So breaking news, production for Guardians of the Galaxy 3 has been put on hold. Uh, let's read this exclusive really quick. <clears throat> okay, crew members which were assembling for pre-production are being dismissed and are free to look for new work. That's weird. Why? I know it has a lot to do with James Gunn and being fired or whatnot, uh, but I'm just going to read a little bit of this for you guys real quick. The production of Gardens of the Galaxy Volume 3 is being put on hold for the time being as Marvel and Disney a regroup on the project, sources tell Hollywood Reporter. The sources say the crew members at this point, at this stage, a small group that was prepping for pre-production are being dismissed and are free to look for new work. The Marvel project has been uh, was to have been directed by James Gunn and was to have begun principal photography in the winter, either in January or February. The project was crewing up and was to have gone into full pre-production mode in the fall. But Gunn was let go as the director in July when the old tweets were resurfaced, likely in response to his vocal political posts. And while some have held out hope that the director would be given a reprieve by Disney, um, mid-August meeting with Disney chairman Alan Horn closed the door on that. One person characterized the production hold as temporary and more of a regrouping as Marvel and Disney looked for a filmmaker to take on the third installment of a franchise that has grossed $1.6 billion and made stars out of Chris Pratt, Dave Bautista, and Zoe Saldana. The timeline has been pushed out, says the source. Disney never set a release date for Guardians 3. Marvel and Disney are taking a measured approach in their search for a filmmaker. Uh, one source says that Thor Ragnarok director Taika Watiti recently had a meeting with Marvel, but it is unclear what project was discussed, and with good reason. The controversial firing has rankled the cast, which is an open letter asked the studio to reinstate Gunn. Batista, who plays the alien warrior Drax, has continued to show his dis disappointment on social media, and on Thursday he tagged Disney in a tweet featuring disturbing clips of Mike Cernovich, one of the conservative figures who led a campaign to get gun fired. So, you know, it sucks. Regardless of what you think of the tweets or regardless of what you think, James Gunn, about James Gunn, you can't deny the fact that uh, Guardians 1 and 2 were both great movies. He has a certain style. And without James Gunn and his directing, I really feel like no one would even know who Guardians of the Galaxy right now are. They're like a CD-tier, no-name group of heroes that... They just exploded in popularity, like Groot and Rocket, all these characters. You know, James Gunn brought them to life. Uh, I know a lot of that has to do with the script, but guess what? James Gunn also wrote the script. Um, so I was exciting. I was excited to see James Gunn do a, complete the trilogy, and unfortunately, it doesn't look like that's going to happen. But I'm also kind of not worried about the quality falling off on these movies because at this point, all these movies have become 
package products for Marvel and Disney. And so they have a committee going that makes sure that they overlook every aspect of all these movies going forward so that there's they all feel the same, they're all part of the same continued universe and there's no mistakes and they're universally loved. Like They're written on that kind of level, right? That anybody can go and see these movies and have a good time and have repeat viewers. Um, and, uh, and, you know, it, uh, the bigger part of this that sucks is that you know, it's. I think it's all politically motivated. I think these. Uh, he, he said he must have said something bad about Trump or, or the right wing or something, and then the some of these right wing trolls just went after them. And uh, a lot of the time, they're uh, just looking to shit on people or to make people feel uncomfortable or to watch them squirm or to disagree or to make them angry. And it's not about you know trying to convince people of your belief or your stance and and. And have that level-headed argument where we can have a back-and-forth dialogue. I think we've come way, way, way away from that uh, where it's more about, hey, my team is better than your team. My team is winning and that's all that matters. And I think a lot of these, um, I would say, like specifically this guy that they talk about in the article, he has a shotgun approach to trying to uh, go after kind of left-wing or liberal celebrities, quote-unquote, where... He will dig up, he will try to put a lot of, he's trying to throw a lot of shit on the wall and see what sticks. Because he doesn't care about why someone gets fired, but he wants to see a lot of these liberal-minded celebrities get fired. He wants to see, he wants to get rid of anybody there. And the problem with that is that now, because of someone's personal belief or dislike for someone, now everybody kind of suffers a little bit in that we're not going to have that trilogy or that product that we all wanted to see. Um, and it it's crazy that, uh, you know, Batista is, is uh, you know, being so vocal about this um, to the point, well, like, look, none of these people really need the money. They, they all are rich. Uh, Batista had a long uh, wrestling career. I'm sure he made tons of money from that. And he's in other movies. And I'm sure at this point, you know, he's showing his acting chops and his humor um, I'm sure you can get a job anywhere, no problem. So for a lot of these people, it's more about the principle, right? You have this friend that you've been working uh, with for years on set who's been nothing but kind and generous to you. And you see this side of this person and, and they're getting called out and blamed for things that maybe they did years ago that they apologized for and they're completely different people now. Um, and it's it's not because... It's it's artificial rage on the part of these people. Uh, they're they're looking for any way to justify silencing people. The thing that uh, these people complain about the most with like freedom of speech, they're the most harsh at when they don't agree with the speech. So I don't know. That's my thoughts on it. Uh, I'm sure that uh, you know this whole if if Taika, if the rumors are true and Taika Waititi is on board with doing Guardians. Uh, I could totally get behind that because I love Thor Ragnarok and I love the humor of it and it lines up so perfectly with the humor in Guardians. Just this silliness. Um, and you know, I know a lot of people get annoyed like, why is Thor silly? Why are the Guardians silly? This doesn't make any sense. Why is it like, you know, when you have an Avengers movie so serious, when you have Captain America so serious, Iron Man so serious, all these other characters. And the reason for that is that the idea of being in space and dealing with you know, creatures that are like quote unquote gods like Thor, being in space with spaceships and aliens. It's so absurd. You can't help but just take a step back and be like, yeah, this is, this is just, it's just fun. It's just fun entertainment. 
you don't need to be serious because the whole premise of like being in space is so it's so crazy over the top uh, time class has also blamed those sjws i think nsjw stands for social justice warriors and look i i think we're gonna go who are bitching about doom eternal I don't want to. I don't want to. I don't want to paint with a broad stroke and paint everybody the same. The only thing that bothers me about people coming out and being angry about "quote unquote" SJWs is that I think some some arguments are very petty and stupid and don't need to happen. But I don't think we should be labeled everybody as a social justice warrior because what that does is it diminishes real issues. Um, now it feels like if someone has an actual real concern, uh, their uh, social concern about a group they're trying to defend or whatnot, and someone disagrees with them, they just throw that label in their face just to shut them up, just to like you know completely shut down their argument and and make it so that it, it's almost like hey I'm in opposition of you and I'm going to call you a social social justice warrior so that I'm demeaning your stance instead of attacking your ideas I'm going to attack who you are. I think that's wrong. Um, I think that we should have a more open dialogue and, you know, be more open to talking to each other and, and trying to have an understanding. So, all right. Well, you know what? It's, I think it's been like an hour. Uh, and I know that normally the, the show is two hours long. Uh, but I promise next week we're going to have a longer show. We're going to have the boys on. Lots to talk about. We're going to get a different perspective from everybody on our trip so definitely looking forward to next week uh, but for now I'm going to sign off here uh, I do want to send a, <clears throat> a quick shout out and a, and a thank you to everybody that's been listening uh, Damon4273 uh, uh, Blue Guy uh, Derek H in the house uh, Doom Plague Funny Deal Havoc978 uh, Nuxonic uh, Malcolm Owen Metal Gen- Melted General MXT uh, Rafa SKB Regenerator, Shadow Next Gen, Sub Sub Z, Tiger Claw, uh, Warham, and finally Yogi Zilla. So thank you very much for listening. Oh, Tiger Claw saying I heard some people are upset about Battlefield Five, including women. I uh, yeah, I, I don't know if I want to go down that rabbit hole. Um, like I said, some people have like there are a lot of legitimate concerns, and there's also a lot of stupid concerns out there. Um, I think that. Were they women in uh, World War Two? Absolutely, uh, but there is a certain line there where the you know EA is blurring the line between reality and fan- fantasy. And at the end of the day, I think this is all entertainment, so it really doesn't matter. Just make the game good, make it fun, make it enjoyable, make the multiplayer fun, make a fun game that I play with my friends. All the other stuff is tertiary information. Uh, but as a father of two daughters. I personally love the idea of having strong women in leading roles in games, in movies, in different media. Um, and I think a lot of that has to do with me wanting my, my, my daughters to grow up as, with, with strong female role models and growing up to be, be strong females in their own right. So um, anyways, I think that's it. Uh, I might go down to the local vending machine and pick up an espresso. Um, 
Tireclaw said, the thing is, World War II has been done to death. And I totally get that, Tireclaw. But the problem, the other thing you have to remember is that, like, look, you, you know, way back in the day, they have, like, you do two or three World War II games. And then you don't, you don't see anything for a long time. And then when you come back and you revisit World War II, um, you're doing it with a brand new engine, brand new technology, and you get to see more of that world. It's, 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 it's brought more to life. Uh, and uh, definitely I feel like it's worth revisiting if you have those big jumps in technology and the thought process and is there uh, and you can come from, come come at it from a from a fresh perspective um, what they're doing with World War two and battlefield 5 is fresh and new and I totally agree I totally agree I think that what they're doing is uh, especially if they pull off the battle royale stuff it's gonna be huge um, in fact, I saw that. I know I talked about this on the last show, but I saw that trailer where they showed gameplay, and they showed a little tease for the battle royale stuff in uh, Battlefield Five. And I like that. Um, you know, in when you play PUBG, uh, it's a zone that's slowly getting smaller, and outside that zone is a quote unquote storm, and it's just like electricity and a blue haze. But in Battlefield, it looks like the it looks like you're being bombed. And the safe area that isn't just fire and destruction is slowly getting smaller and smaller. So I think that you know if you have battle royale in in, in Battlefield, if you have battle royale in Red Dead, if you have battle royale in Call of Duty, I think the most important part is to justify that setting, and that gameplay in a in an in-world canon way of doing it, um, because it's not going to make any sense if you have a Red Dead uh, battle royale and you're parachuting in from steam engine blimps. I guess that kind of makes sense, but you understand where I'm going with this. It's very easy to screw something like that up. Um, so there you go. All right, well, thank you guys for listening. I appreciate it. And I look forward to having those guys on next week. I'm just looking for some music to play real quick as an outro. <coughs> oh, excuse me, sorry about that. Ah. Where's my playlists? Where's my playlists? Alright, well thank you guys for listening and uh, definitely we will We'll talk again next week. Bye. Under my dress, but you won't twitch. See, she's got, I see, she's got something I don't. You know, I'm jealous in my head, cause you'd look so good in my bed, really like the bitch. So I can cry if I
Yeah. 